The Baby Lambs podcast may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hi. Hi, everyone. How are you? Are you good? Are you having a good day today? Have you been having a good week? We hope so, because we're about to throw shit uh, down, because it has been a week. Um, we're going to start with just kind of catching up because Ashley no longer works in my office mm-hmm. and she's terrible with a phone, I which am. means that like she just doesn't respond. I don't. So we're just going to play a little bit of catch up first. We're going to keep it nice and light and mm-hmm. then we're going to get real heavy and then we're just going to be like a little bit nice and light and then we're going to go. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Sounds fair. Yeah. Yeah. So how are you? How's your week? My week has been good. It's been pretty busy. It's been uh, an adjustment. It's really yeah. weird to, you know, work in a much more um, trafficked office. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's definitely a lot more foot traffic where I'm at now. There's a lot less in mine. Well, yeah, I've heard. I've heard that. that it's like crickets. Like nothing's over there. No. Yeah. I'm sorry. About I feel that. like if anybody farts, you're gonna hear it. That's like that's so where we terrifying. are right now. That's where we are. Like. It's that quiet. Like, the lights went out the other day because no one had moved in, like, 30 minutes. God. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely an adjustment. I mean, even even though I was used to, like, having people, I, like, almost forgot what it was like to have that many people around. But in a weird way, it helps me sort of concentrate a little bit better because mm-hmm. there's so much, you know, there's so much movement around all the time that when I close my door to, like, set my like tranquil space Mm -hmm. it literally is like being on another planet almost (laughs) because like I can it's like I'm on a spaceship and my spaceship is smells like eucalyptus smells like citrus braises and I'm like just looking at like asteroids in space just like (laughs) Going here and going there in front of me. So to be fair, people are just constantly crashing in front of her door. Yeah. Because they're like asteroids. They are. They're just like, it's because like now where I'm, where I'm at and not only like in the campus, but like in my office, I'm situated in a, in an office with like glass. Yeah. So like anyone can see into what, into my office. Um, and I just happen to be like in the center of the floor, like not even like off center. Like I'm probably literally the center of the yeah, floor. Yeah, you are. I see people coming up and down the stairs. I see people, you know, just walking around offices. I literally can like call across the hall and like talk to another person. I can see people working, which is really weird because, you know, back where I was, I was like literally alone. Like I wouldn't see anything. I mean, I barely even had like a scene to look at out my window besides like the construction and the jackhammers. So in that respect, it's kind of nice, but, um, it is like really, I really do miss, like my home is still like at my old office where you are and where like my my family, you know, is right. like I feel like You're I'm missed. I feel like I'm slowly being adopted in my new home, but uh, I haven't quite found my footing yet. But there are good people over there, and um, well, I hope so. Yeah, they took you away. They did, but um, but I do I do miss having you around, and I do, and I feel like I'm so distracted more now mm-hmm. than ever that like I can't I know possibly look at my phone like I look at my phone usually like when I'm waiting for a document to yeah. to load 
Yeah. You know? It's like those moments where you're like waiting by the copier, like, okay, I'm going to let you do your job. Let me check like Instagram or whatever and see how that's happening. But yeah, it's like, I feel like a part of me is like goes onto Instagram stories, like to like go to the gym or whatever, <laughs> just so that people like you or Sasha, like know what I'm up to. <laughs> You know, I don't really... I yeah, mean, we're like, oh, she's alive today. Yeah, like, cool. just so that people know, oh, she uh, walked from here to there. She got herself a shake. Look at her. Yeah. She had a lunch. I had a lunch. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. But it's fine. Okay. How you been? I'm good. Yeah. It's um starting to pick up again. Uh-huh. So... Yeah, I organized my office today. Like I told you, I'm so excited. Oh, yeah? I'm going to buy, like, something to make it smell nice and not like my farts and, and feet. <laughs> um, that's literally what my office smells like right now. Like, it's, like, at the back of your head, you're like, man, this smells familiar. And it's always because it's, like, it's a fart and feet. Because I have, like, a collection of shoes under my desk. <laughs> so I'm just going to, like, buy things to make it smell nice. Um, and, yeah, it's been nice. You know, I'm just kind of, like readjusting like you're not there so it's just like Sasha and I and now there's like no more than like four people at any given time it's fine it's like it's not a sign that like things are bad it's just a sign of like people have moved on yeah it's weird it's a weird thing but it's not all bad you know at the Mm -hmm. end of the day it's like but we still have our jobs we do right (laughs) that we do yeah, and like we have a nice, we have a pretty nice work environment. I think at the end of the day, which yeah. we're looking for. Um, personally, everything's cool. So like now I'm in the like in the mood to like fix my house. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody, a little bit of backstory. We, my husband and I, bought a house a year ago, and we've like we didn't have to do anything to it, or so we thought, and then we moved in. And now there's, like, a lot of little things that we need to fix and, like, do. And we haven't really put up any artwork. Like, there's artwork, like, here and there. But the rooms are still, like, bare. Like, it doesn't feel like a home, right? Like, I feel like I need some more, like, pillows and, like, blankets and, for once, plants. (laughs) You know, like, little things to just give it some touches of, like, hey, we live here. It's our space. This is what it would look like. Um... So we're in that, and I have to thank Queer Eye for that, because like totally binged it, and like I finished it on Sunday, literally being like, okay, I need to decorate my space. I need to like get my ideas from Bobby without a personality. <laughs> oh, poor Bobby. And like, get it going. Get you know what I think it is? I don't think that Bobby doesn't have a personality. I think that Bobby um, is a Virgo. I was just about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's because Bobby's a Virgo. When I saw that in the BuzzFeed, like, the little quiz, quiz. Like, how well yeah. do you know that? Yeah. And when he was like, oh, my little Virgo self is, like, I can't deal with your grammatical errors. I was like, oh, there That's we why. go. Oh, my God. So to all the Here Virgos that are listening, we don't hate you. We just might feel that you have no personality. No. <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. No. I, I but if you can decorate, you're more than welcome to come to this house and give me some color. Yeah, man. I mean, he's really good. Yeah, he's, he's very talented at what he does. Say. Honestly, like, all the spaces where he uses, like, dark blue and, like, dark gray or, like, sometimes slate or black, mm. I'm like, I want that to be my house. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. But instead, I have to deal with these, like, seafoam walls because it's what I could compromise for. But, you know, like, the good thing about your house is that it really did come as a clean canvas. Yeah. Like, the things that you're fixing here and there yeah, are just... Like that thing right there. What thing? How all of... What are these called? All of my blinds are, oh. like, normal, and then there's one that's, like, a chipped tooth. So, two... Okay, so for, for, for our listeners, what she's talking about are, like, vertical blinds. Um, you know, like, the ones that we have everywhere. That, yeah. And there is, like, one vertical blind, like, a little off-center on one of her windows that's just, like, a hair shorter than the rest of them. So it does look like a chipped tooth. Wow, yeah. what if... That is so true. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's my house, guys. It's my house. But, like, even so, like, your house has, you know, it did really come moving ready. Like, yeah, it, it was it was moving ready, and the things that you guys have been fixing here and there, yeah, have been, like, surprises and, and whatever. But the truth is that you're painting walls because you're choosing to, yeah. you know, and it's not like, oh, you came to a house with, like, like, mame-colored walls and, like, green carpet that you had to tear I mean, out no, and like, all that. No, like, honestly, we were hashtag blessed. Yeah. Um, it's just like little things and I and I feel like the people that are listening that like own a home or have like owned multiple homes right now are like, yeah. oh, welcome to the fucking club because yeah, home ownership. Yeah. That's all I hear. Like yeah. every homeowner that I know, including you, have these stories to tell and I'm like, I should own a home. I should own something, but yeah. I'm okay with, you know... I feel like no matter like how... Do, I feel like, like no matter how moving ready, like, your actual house is, there's always going to be a thing that you're going to find. Which is fine. I mean, at the end of the day, it's your home, and you're going to make it into whatever it is that that means to you. Right. Um. But, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to spend my summer just kind of, like, decorating this house and making it into, like, a comfy space for us. Yeah. And, like, hopefully Michael will have opinions and will help. It, does he not have opinions right now? Is that weird? No, he does. He does. But it's all. It's also, like, he's busy working, like, on the yard. Yeah, yeah. He has a lot going on there. Yeah, we have a lot going on. Yeah. But it'll be fine, guys. It'll be fine. I guess I'll have, like, an update in a month of, like, where we're at. Yeah. I'll, like, post pictures. and Home ownership is fun. Brought to you by wine. Yeah. Yeah, we're drinking tonight because it's a heavy topic. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure that you all saw the title. Um, by the way, welcome to the Baby Lambs. It's only been 11 minutes. But no, welcome to the Baby Lambs. We're so excited that you're joining us. Um, if you haven't turned us off, thank you for staying. Yeah, you know, we uh, just, it's just been a while. We have to catch up and, you know, thank God that we have, you know, these, that we care about each other. We have this desire to talk to you guys because it's it's allowing us to still see mm-hmm. each other at least once a week, which is not enough. But no, it's not, but I blame Ashley. Sure. Anyway. So anyway, tonight we are going to be talking about drum roll white men. Specifically white men not like like oh you're like a white passing like latinx i like male identifying person no no no. we are literally talking about white men and why because for the last week and i know many of us will argue for the entirety of this country white men are yet at it again um 
most importantly, you know, this whole thing, or not even whole thing, it's like this fucking unfortunate event that's happening in our country with families being separated at the border. I don't care where you stand. At the end of the day, these are children that are being taken away from their parents. And, like, that's despicable. That's just something that shouldn't be done. Um, as an immigrant, it hurts. As a human being, it hurts. And the fact that this administration for the past week has been telling their people, which is us, the constituents, um, that, oh, nothing can be done because, like, 45 doesn't have the power. And, yes, I call him 45. I refuse to say his name. He doesn't have the power to do, like, executive orders and this, that, and the other and, like, blaming it on the Democrats or blaming it on this person or blaming it on the other. And then, boom, today, he signs an executive order. Like, look at that. I, either he found the pen or someone just, like, managed to put something together. And even, like, I read that um, the Secretary of Homeland Security, I think it was, like, three days ago, she also talked about how... Um, he like there wasn't even a bill that was ready for this and suddenly we have one it just appeared guys i feel that like if you don't believe in magic today was your day to believe in magic especially because like bills only take well like years yeah months yeah like time i i I saw how you know Um, how a bill becomes a law according to schoolhouse rock exactly yeah so that was the thing this week um, I, I I will say, look, I'm, I, I've, been, I've been purposely trying not to pay attention because it's the saddest thing to think about. But, um, the, you know, when you see, I'm sorry, I, I know that there's a lot of, there's a lot of different opinions out there about, you know, it, if, and I've heard, I've seen the arguments of, you know, if, if parents are coming to the border knowing that there are these stringent laws being held in place, like they are, they are like basically choosing or like knowingly bringing their children into a situation that they should expect to see some sort of retaliation, whether that be that the children are taken yeah. away from them while they are being put to some sort of process. I've heard it all and whatever. The truth of the matter is that it's embarrassing that we are supposed to be this powerful, intelligent, you know, nation that is so unwilling to bring certain minorities or certain, you know, um, you know, representatives of different countries in through our borders because we feel that they aren't going to provide anything. And we were like, and we have 45 saying, let's bring more people from these other European countries like Norway and whatever, yeah, because like, they're going to bring more value. Like, so long as you're white, like, it's okay. Like, it's fine. Like, never mind. Like, black and brown families. Like, we're worthless. What's what's even the point? And it's, it's so gut-wrenching that, like, especially for me, that I hold this country to, like, such a high degree. Like, it literally gave me everything. And to think that today, like, had my parents decided to risk it all by coming here, I could possibly be a child that's been, like, taken away. Um, Considering that, like, you know, relations between the United States and Cuba are different and all that stuff. Or even if my parents had been the kind to, like, have come through the border, I mean, yeah, look yeah. at our friend. Um, 
I won't mention her name, but her parents yeah. crossed the border from like Nicaragua over. Yeah, like, they crossed the through Nicaragua into Mexico, and had they not made it to the border, her brother would have died. Yeah, and imagine if they would have separated her from her parents and her and her, and her brother, who is alive and well and is a father yeah. himself now, and you know they're all Americans. I mean, if we were, if that was now, he would have, he would have, he would have likely died or, I mean, there's something to be said about, you know, when you have like a Senator, Senator Bill Nelson, right? Yeah. But Senator Bill Nelson is even trying to, I mean, Bill Nelson, a lot of people can disagree with certain things because he's, you know, pretty liberal and whatever, but he was, he was not allowed access to see these, you know, um, quote unquote, like centers, you know, I don't, I know that they are essentially like child con- top concentration camps. Like yeah. these little, like they're in cages, they're in giant cages, guys. I mean, I know that people are like, whoa, like it, they're fenced in and it's like so many feet wide. And I'm like, yeah, well they have those in prison too, guys. And also they like have in plenty animal of shelters. Yeah. And they're using space blankets in the middle of Texas in the summer. Like, give me a break. Oh, and then, like, some people are calling them, like, quote-unquote, summer camps. Right. Right. Because right. they have TV. Yeah. Because they have like, television. Thank you so much for, like, those three inches or, like, 30 inches of, like, TV that they probably get to watch for, like, 30 fucking minutes. Yeah, I didn't realize that Away they were from like... their parents. Because that's going to make it better. Like, yeah. you know what? We took you away from your parents, but here you go. Here's some TV and a space blanket in, like, Texas at, like, 104 degrees fucking weather. Like, okay, thank you. Thank you, America. You're great. And I'm sorry, even if the conditions are still humane, like, they're still getting food and water. You know, and the bare minimum. people are talking to them. You know, even if it's whatever, the truth is that we should be able to do so much better than this. And the fact that there hasn't been a like you know, like a real process to like you know what that area keep looks like together, like when you see the tents put up, it borderline looks like the refugee camps and like yep. um, DMZ zones. Yep. Um, that's literally okay. It's literally what it looks like. All you're missing is like seeing adults walking around having made like their own like, quote-unquote, homes, or, like, establish their culture and everything in in these areas. And you're not going to get that because the adults aren't there. It's just these people with, like, like, in camo and possibly with guns. How terrifying. It's just... To these... Sorry, to these kids that are, like, fleeing countries. And, you know, and and you're talking about kids... Because of violence. Right, but you're also talking about kids who... Have no, I mean, besides the clearly traumatic conditions, like the like the trauma that's associated with your parent being separated from you mm-hmm. at such a young age, like even though they come from these countries that are war torn and going through like you know their very own very their own uprisings and like, revolutions, even... but hold on, oh, but sorry, sorry. <laughs> let me just finish my thought because I'll forget it. Go, go, go. But like these children only understand that environment that they came from. Mm-hmm. They only even though we see it from a perspective of like, yes, there there there's an uprising going on in certain countries, you know, they're trying to get, gain their own democracy. They're trying to gain their rights back. They're mm-hmm. fighting against a lot of other variables. These kids are none the wiser. They don't know what 
like like a like a civil discourse like a democracy looks like so while they are fleeing from these countries the truth is that these parents are the ones who are carrying the burden of shielding mm-hmm. from their children or giving them these you know american dreams to think about you know like we're we're doing this we're leaving our house that only house you know we're leaving the only house you know because in America, there's this, and this, and this, and this, and this. And that kid who is coming, I mean, you were that kid. So, like, to think about this child who's, like, I'm already going to be stressed enough because I'm losing my home. Even mm-hmm. though I don't understand how dangerous my home is. I'm already leaving my home to go into this place and they're, like, and they're painting it, I'm sure, like Disneyland. Yeah. Okay? Because that's the only way you can keep your kid quiet enough and understanding enough. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, help them be part of your journey across this border, whatever the border is. And then to make it there. And then the parent who is giving, who's feeding this kid all of these beautiful dreams mm-hmm. and wishes is pulled away. And that kid is left alone. I can't imagine what these children who are, like, especially, I mean, any child of any age, but, like, especially the children who are like, let's say like 10 years and younger, who are literally just being placed in different places and may not have, you know, and many do, but maybe aren't quite as aware. Mm-hmm. Like those like 13-year-olds and 14-year-olds who are already kind of like, who had already started seeing like their kid, their their fellow friends in school mm-hmm. in their countries experience something or like they've heard something because they saw it on the radio or they... Or they have the, you know, they're they're part of the internet, and mm-hmm. you know, can tell that there are different places in the world that are different than from where they live. Yep. These kids, these young kids, I can't imagine. Even if they're like, what what are we going to do with them psychologically? And I feel like we we do have a responsibility to ourselves and to the future. I mean, if you want to think like all conservative, like. And be, you know, and and be afraid of immigrants. You have to be, uh, you have to acknowledge that these are, these children will eventually become adults who are eventually going to, they're going to remember certain things. Mm -hmm. And if their only association with the United States is they took away my one true love and at that age it is your parents, why should we create foreign relations with anybody Mm -hmm. that, that starts at such a pinnacly like a like viscerally terrible space like that. Like mm-hmm. these children are going to grow to be adults who are going to have their own education, whether yeah. it comes from the streets, whether it comes from wherever. And that is not going to be okay for anyone. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying they're going to come and break down the walls or anything. I'm not saying they're going to come and fight America. I'm just saying that, we have to think about where these children are going to be. And we have to think about where we're going to be. And we have to think about who we want to be as Americans and what we want to be as America. Why are we going to do that? So maybe it's the line. It's it's so much because it's like it's not just the children and what they will remember. It's their parents and what they're going through at the moment. You know, you have to consider that at the end of the day, these children are coming with parents. And those parents are coming, or these families are coming from countries that are either dealing with their own type of uprising, as you said, you know, like 
seeking their own type of quote-unquote democracy, whatever that is for them. Um, you have families that are crossing the border because the towns that they're coming from are extremely violent towns. Yeah. You know, whether it's gang-related or just corrupt governments, um, whatever it may be, like, they are fleeing. These are not people that, you know, had seven mansions in Tulum or wherever and, like, were just like, oh, you know what I think would be fun today? Like, if I tried to cross a border with my family. No. Like, leaving your home takes thought and you have to be willing... Like, you need to know the risk going into it to decide whether that's good enough for you or not. And at the end of the day, when you decide that leaving everything you know behind because your life there is no longer worth it, that takes a lot. And the fact that they get here and we're just telling them, you know what? It's not that important. Like, at the end of the day, you know these borders that don't really exist because we decided to make them up? That's more important than you in your life, especially that of your child. So we're just going to take them away and we'll just wait and see like what fucking happens now. Um, that's shameful. Like as a country, we should be ashamed. Yeah. As people, we should be ashamed. Like this is just not okay. It's, I, I, I'm at a loss for words because I never thought that in my life here, this is where we would be. The fact that, like, our government kept lying to us about, I mean, not really lying, because those of us that, like, paid attention in history class and, like, watched Schoolhouse Rock and, like, <laughs> you know, just cared to know about our country. You know what? P- PSA, thank you, Schoolhouse Rock, Rock for teaching, for us, teaching us civics and you know, all like, sorts if you, of good things. All, at the end of the day, like, Pronouns. if you paid some type of attention, you know that you are not, like, you can't be lied to because you know that what they're saying is false. And we were trying to hold these people accountable for their bullshit. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like, yo, you've waited, like, months to just come up with something. Like, it had to take this fucking uprising on social media and, like, people doing whatever they could for this for these people to just kind of be like, oh, we're going to make this, like, half-assed um executive order to just make it better and then fucking Marco Rubio of all people going on fucking Twitter and being like oh you know what like like this is great but at the end of the day like actually hold on I'm gonna pull it up because it's just it's gold actually I just so you I I don't know about this uh tweet um so I'm really I'm already getting angry, and I don't even know what he has to say. For those of you, you know, because I'm sure that all of you are, well, you're all from, probably from South Florida, but for, while she's searching okay. for that, Marco Rubio's our senator, and, uh, or not our yeah, he is our senator. Yeah. And, Hopefully uh, not for long. He is of Cuban descent, and uh, we all know the plight of the Cuban people. I think we've mentioned it before. Yeah. And that's where we're at. So, whatever. Like, to heavily paraphrased because now it's like it's not coming up and I'm not going to spend like too long looking for tweets by this person but the gist is that while the new bill will basically like bring families like together again because they should have not been separated anyway but anyway and while it will bring them like while it will bring them together 
we have to remember that it will instill a culture where parents will feel the need that like it's easier to just basically grab your family and go than to just kind of stay put and it's like yo you literally have no idea how much thought that actually takes like you should maybe ask your parents what they knew like if they knew what they were risking because at the end of the day those families that left in the six in the 50s and 60s from cuba even to those today you still had to consider that it's so bad for you there because as catholics you weren't being accepted as jewish people you weren't being accepted in your country anymore like all these different things you have to consider and you still choose to leave like that tells you that at the end of the day your own personal freedom and your safety is more important than staying put and it doesn't mean that like like the fact that you're willing to put not only your life but the life of your children at risk i'm sorry dude like that says something because it's better to just take that risk than to stay where you're being prosecuted or sorry persecuted persecuted, persecuted. Well, and for some, a lot of them were in the process of being, being prosecuted. Yeah. yeah. Well, in Cuba, that meant, like, execution. Like death and, or disappearing. You yeah, know, oh, disappear. yeah, people would just disappear left and right. You know, so it, it's like, dude, how dare you? Like, how do you not have any empathy? Like, none. You have none of it. You know, I, I actually found it, and he has, like, it's pretty rare yeah, he right has, here. Like, so I'll read it. It says, it is cruel to separate families, but it is also cruel and irresponsible to return to policy that encourages bringing children on a very dangerous journey. Our bill will change the law so families remain together while awaiting prioritized proceedings. The ink isn't even dry on the new executive order ending separation policy, and some Democrats are already arguing that keeping families together isn't enough. Now they want them and their parents released after unlawful entry, knowing full well the high percentage the high percent will never appear for hearing. Some Democrats now even using the disingenuous indefinite detention term. They know full well that those who unlawfully enter the U.S. are not held indefinitely. They are entitled to a due process hearing and our new bill hires more judges to speed up that process. Just heard Senate colleagues on the floor say U.S. detains immigrant children indefinitely and indiscriminately. That is just patently false, he capitalizes. They are entitled to due process hearings, so no indefinite, so not indefinite, and only applies to those who enter the U.S. unlawfully, so it is not indiscriminate. This is what's really pissy about this, because I, 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 in terms of, like, Cuban history, could probably identify more closely to Marco Rubio mm -hmm. than I could those, like, your, like, like you, who came in, in a different period, because, you know... Even though our families were lucky enough to come, you know, while the wet foot dry foot policy was, yeah. was still enacted and, like, they didn't have, they still had a process to go through mm -hmm. here, but it was definitely shortened for the mm -hmm. Cuban people. My family left around the, I mean, well, my mother left at this in the sorry. same way that his did. So it's, like, those of us that came, like, during this, like, wet foot dry foot, like, post embargo, like, all of these things. At the end of the day, like, I didn't have a proceeding. It was basically like, I, you're a refugee. Okay, like, here, like, here's your food stamps, your yeah. wig, like, this, that, the other. Welcome to America. Yeah. You get me? And it's kind of like, what's the difference between me and the people from, like, the rest of um, the world. South America? And South America, yes. 
like and specifically to right now right now yeah. you know and then like what happened with haiti where we're just like turning our backs on the haitians that are also risking their lives on this water that's between us and we're like mm, no i'm sorry your play isn't like um strong enough so you're just gonna go back now <laughs> that's literally what it is it is literally what it is but like you're you're absolutely right i mean i if, if his parents left at the same time that my grandparents left, and I'm talking about Marva Rubio, like the choice to leave Cuba at the time was 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 very it was something held very secret. Mm-hmm. You couldn't just leave and tell your friends like, "Oye, I'm leaving on Friday. Let's have a party. I'm gonna, you know, I'll see you and I'll, I'll see you in Miami." Like it wasn't like that. It was like you. Mm-hmm. Are leaving in secret in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night, or you're lying to authorities. Like my parents, my my grandparents left Cuba with literally like like two suitcases filled with whatever they could fill up because they didn't want to like they don't want the government to think that they were really leaving. So they left literally everything behind. They practically left like a full house mm-hmm. of things. And they came with just these like little maletas and they told, they basically told authorities we're going to Honduras on vacation. And that's how they were able, that was like the plan for the authorities, but, but the plan in place to get out required a lot of planning and required a lot of sacrifice. It required a lot of like, I know such and such is already in America. I need to set myself up. My grandmother sent money to a family member in the U.S. like month for month to start building like some sort of little mm-hmm. nest egg so that they could have something there to, I don't know, to like buy essentials with. like Just to have enough. Just to have enough. And, I th- and that story isn't unique to the people who came during that period and have come after. So like the, and my, and my grandmother at the time had the choice before she left Cuba to send my mother and my two, well, not my mother because she was too young, but my two aunts, like there was an option available to her to send them on Pedro Bang, to like send them to the United States without her to, you know, like it was a great program. And we've seen, I mean, your, your brother-in-law is a product of that, but they, but my grandmother was like, no, 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 if we're leaving this country, you know, sorry, but I'm going to, I want, we're leaving this country together. And I can't even imagine what, where we would be if my grandmother who had made all of these, my grandmother, my grandparents had made these efforts to come into this country just so that my aunt and my, how, that my aunts and maybe even my mother who was six months old to be left in some cage in the middle of America without my grandparents. Like I just thinking about that is like, sorry, it's like distressing. Um, yeah. And to think like, you know, the, uh, I don't know. it's so, it's just so sad. It's the saddest thing. And I know there's a lot of bad going on. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, pain there i mean it's like nobody's talking about the um the 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 refugees from um syria from syria and like all of these other and and, like the whole thing was like 
Israel and Palestine. Yeah. It's just... There's too much going on. I mean, I know that, you know, how the media is focusing their attention on certain things, it feels like everything is very bleak right now. Um, it isn't. You know, these are just... These are just unfortunate events that are all happening at once. Um, but I just, you know, while this guy may have signed this order today, what does that mean for them tonight, tomorrow? When will they be reunited with their parents? Were any of their parents sent back to their countries? Like, it's, it's terrible. Told you guys it was going to be heavy, so... It's just that we can't really ignore it. We can't we pretend can. that this it doesn't, doesn't affect us and that it doesn't exist. And, um, and you know, call it your senators. It needs to be discussed and we need to do, I mean, I... So maybe. there are things, like, you can... I think there's this thing called um, ResistBot, which is, like, you send a text. I'm going to give you guys a number now. And it'll basically, like, connect you to your representatives and all that stuff. Um, and you're basically just saying, you know, like, make it make it stop, please. Mm-hmm. So resist pop, you would text resist, R-E-S-I-S-T, to 50409. Um, there are also ways that you can donate. Um, we will post some links by Friday mm-hmm. or on Friday. Um, which is when we're releasing the episode, but um, we'll post some links. We'll we'll try to be as active as possible with this because at least you know I think for the both of us, this is very um, important to and it, it hits close to home. You know, one of us being an immigrant and the other one being a child of immigrants. Um, no family should be put through this, mm. and we're more than just a number. We're people. Um, so we'll. We'll keep an eye on it, and we'll try to be as informed and keep everybody as informed as possible. Um, I think that we've discussed this as much as we were going to discuss it tonight. Yeah. Um, so now moving on to our next topic, which is not any uh, lighter. Yeah. Um, so last week, um, a young woman, uh, Chloe Dijkstra, released an essay on Medium.com discussing a... Well, it's mentally abusive and because there was never, well, mentally abusive and uh, mentally and physical, physically abusive um, relationship with a man that she chose to not name. Um, And we have all since deduced that it's about Chris Hardwick, who was the CEO of Nerdist.com. And it threw Ashley and I for a loop because we were big time listeners to the podcast yeah um so chloe detailed you know how this person um just basically like deteriorated her um with all of their needs which was you know like he was sober which meant that she couldn't drink um she couldn't have any male friends she needed to be there at his disposal yeah she had to be home by a certain time by a certain time and she um, oh he would whenever he would request sex she had to like oblige oblige 
and whether she wanted it or not, it was there. And like she detailed how he would call it, like that. Basically, she could just lay there, and he would call it "quote unquote" starfishing, um, which is like basically rape and sexual assault. Um, I don't care where you stand on it. It just is what it is because if you're not consenting, but you're being told to consent. That's basically what it is. Pretty much. It's literal, that's like the literal definition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, she lost a lot of weight because this was taking a mental and physical toll on her. The fact that like she was with this person who didn't really care for her, but he was providing something that she needed at the time. Like No matter how little attention he was giving her, she craved it and she wanted it. Um, and she just needed it, you know, like, I think when it was good, it was good, as she says, and I felt like that was enough to, to hold her over to the next moment. Um, and also that, like, he was, and is, any, I mean, <laughs> so difficult, but, like, <laughs> the truth is that he really did bring an awareness and made, like, you know, he made nerds... He, he contributed to making nerds a little bit cooler yeah. in, in, like, today, you know? Yeah. And um, and she being part of that community and being so much younger than him, mm-hmm. you know, there's definitely something to be said about, you know, the level of, you know... Like, like what you're willing to put up with at a certain yeah. age and... And I'm not, this has nothing to do with what she literally, like, quote unquote, actually, like, as if she put up with it, it's her choice. I mean, the truth is that when you're in an abusive relationship, regardless of whether there are bruises on your body about it, there are literally always bruises on your heart, there are bruises on your brain, there are bruises on the way that you, obviously her body represented that because she lost so much weight and wasn't able to take care of herself. I think that it was what was probably the most despicable claim that that she made like accusation that she made was when she got um she had gotten pregnant yeah she had gotten pregnant and it ended up being an ectopic pregnancy which Mm -hmm. basically means that like uh, typically when the egg is fertilized it starts to grow in your uterus and an ectopic pregnancy is formed outside of that um which like some women have had like have have had surgery to correct it or whatever. Um, but in most cases, you need to have an abortion. Like, you have to have a, what they like to claim to be, like, a medical um, abortion because, like, your doctor is recommending you to do this. Well, not only that, like, because usually, because a lot of them happen in the fallopian tubes, mm-hmm. and the fallopian tubes just are not designed to yeah, be able not... to hold that kind of growth. So it literally can kill them. It can literally yeah. kill the woman. Um if they if if they don't end the pregnancy and most cases if not all cases they do have to remove the fallopian tube mm-hmm. too be, you know cuz they'll just bleed yeah, internally yeah, you're you just know like, like you can't what basically happens it's like you have to con- you have to see it as like a leech attaching itself to something yep. that's basically what the fertilized egg is doing yeah, it's, it's trying to stick itself. to a wall because that's literally yeah. what eggs so do so a lot of times you know and actually most of the time um it's fatal. you have to remove the fallopian tube and, like, she details, you know, having 
having to go through this therapy, through this, sorry, through the surgery, um, her mom was there with her and apparently he was there, which also adds to her feeling like, oh, oh my he God, cares. he cares. Like he's here, you know? And when the doctor, came? when the doctor came to see, like to follow up after surgery, like his first question apparently was, well, when can I have sex with her again? Nah, you know, is she okay? Will like, she be okay? What, what are the next mean? steps? Like, what? No, no. What do I have to do as her partner to? No, he was worried about when was the next time he's gonna get his dick licked. Yeah, that's that's what it boils down to. Priorities, guys. Um, ugh, and and like and and in front of her mom, like, yeah, I can't imagine being a mom and hearing my daughter's boyfriend say that, and like, not punch him in the face. But I guess I'd be just so happy that she went through the surgery okay. I guess I wouldn't punch him right that moment. But I don't know. Maybe the yeah. shock of it all because, like, who the fuck are you Yeah, is enough to be, like, I don't even know if I could I, swing I at you right now. I don't even want to imagine, like, her shock at yeah, that time. No. Like, it's, it's that, like, did, did you just really say that? Like, did these words just come out of your mouth? Yeah. Did you really think this and say this aloud? Okay. And to a medical professional who literally just saved my daughter's life, I'm right here, number one. Worst part is that her mom is probably fairly close in age to him. Yeah. Um, so it... Oh, God. I, 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 if that... I mean, I don't even know. I, I, I can't. Um, and I think all of this is just made worse by that bullshit statement that he released. Yeah. I'm not even going to, like pull it up or try to like deduce it at the end of the day like there was no sympathy there was no empathy like he basically was like in this case two wrongs make a right like we were both shitty people Mm. and that's just like we all have to take that like we just have to accept it um no sir i'm not going to accept it you were shitty you utilized your power and basically erase this woman from existence and that is never okay and i hope that your wife is totally okay with that no and she and he totally blamed her at in his own essay as he has done by name with her on the podcast that we would listen to you know saying like at the end of the day this is a woman who cheated on me like oh god oh okay look i don't condone cheating but, like, give me a fucking break. You're married now. You're married now. It's been several years. Get, I mean, not, not necessarily get over it. But when you hear the accusations that she's spilling and all you could say is she cheated on me instead of saying, and I'm you're sorry like, you're gonna that be, she feels this way. You're going to be 50. Yeah. Like, and you're supposedly going to become a father one day, too. Like, give it, me a fucking you know, break. It's a lot of things. It's number one. And he had a whole day to think about his statement. He had a whole day. He had day. two days. He released his statement oh, like two right. days after. Two days after. He had so much time. Let's, okay, let's go through this. Number one, he as a man that claimed to be a feminist that like has been very vocal about how he feels about sexual assault, mm-hmm. um, sexual assault in the industry, like all of these things. There are literal, like, screen grabs and, like, um, audio clips that have been released since all of this was released about how, like, abhorrent this is and, like, this, that, the other. And to, like, be named as one of the abusers 
And you release such a shitty fucking statement. Like, even if it had been the best statement, I would probably still feel the same way. But just the fact that, like, it wasn't that. No. It was just a terrible statement. Like, you, like, dude, like, you married a woman. You will, at some point, be a father. You have a mom. A woman that, like, you hold high Mm -hmm. in, like, your life. Like, respect us a little bit. Respect your mom. Like, respect your wife. You know, you... And and it wasn't until, like, all of this came out that, like, I truly realized that his behavior has been in this podcast the whole time. And I was so focused on, like, how how I connected to him that the little things here and there just kind of, like won over me because I was just too focused on the interviews. But the behavior was always there. Like, he always talked about Chloe and, you know, like, she cheated and I was terrible, so it's okay. And then, like, he talked about another partner that he had where, like, she never, like, they were never truly intimate, which is how he put it, and, like, how that always bothered him. And then there was, like, a lot of statements that he made about Lydia throughout, like, their relationship and everything that especially now have like there was just like a lot of out of place statements you Mm -hmm. know it's and for me it's like why are you making these statements like no one cares that at some point you're gonna be a dad like you were literally just talking about like a like a face sucker from from aliens yeah like how did you put one and one together you know um so for me he is canceled and I hope that we have a new host for all of his TV shows. Or I hope that, honestly, that they're all canceled and Jessica Choba just takes over the Nerdist. Hmm. Um, that's just what I want. And, yeah, I just, you know, he needs to rot in hell. And I hope that, I hope he has a shitty rest of his life, honestly. He can fuck off. It's just really painful because literally for me, the Nerdist podcast was the podcast that got me into podcasts. Oh, yeah. You know? That like, too. He, it really, it's it's heartbreaking. I remember when you and I went to L.A. And we were so ready to, like, drop time and money to sit in mm-hmm. on the Talking Dead and, like, hopefully run into him on the street you know, there's he he there was there was an, an acknowledgement of like what he has been able to to yeah. like engage in the community, and um, and I, I will say like there have been so many you know so many women in Hollywood and so many women across the world and like all these stories that have come out in the past year um, are heartbreaking, but for whatever reason this one in particular hits me really hard. Um, like no one is safe and um (laughs) so long as white men stay in power no one is safe but we'll see really like what the actual repercussions of this is because he has because my understanding is that he wasn't even really that engaged with nerdist for the past few months so like dropping him from but still dropping his names like from well, any of also, it. AMC dropped him. AMC did drop him. SDCC Comic-Con dropped him. Yep. Which I was like, yes, thank you. That and he was, I mean, come on. 
He was literally, like, the host for, like, every panel. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I guess now Lydia really does have to, like... Like, front the bill. Front the bill. I mean, look, I do feel bad for her. I can't imagine what she's thinking. I can't imagine... She seems like a cool enough lady. Um, I, I, I wonder how they're navigating through this, but I, I know I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just curious cause I feel like as a, as a woman, as an intelligent woman, I thought we were sideswiped by like this, these accusations about my husband that I love and think of in a certain way. I'm not going to blindly just follow my husband. I'm not going to do like the, what's her name? Cosby thing. Oh, mm-hmm. I forget it. I think her name's Camille. Camille. I'm not going to do the thing where I'm like, I stand by my man regardless of like and now these, she's, these vibes. And now she might divorce him? Right? No, I would be very vocal about the fact that like, I like I need to need to think about this. Yeah. And I hope that she's really thinking about it. And I think, and I hope that, you know, she's having very uncomfortable conversations with him i hope that like at least right now they're just sleeping in separate rooms i mean they can they live in a mansion not even a mansion it's like a castle no no they don't live in no lydia's family no her mother does right yeah is there from well but whatever the point is i hope that she's like until this is figured out you stay over there i stay over here and we talk when i say we can talk but also no She's kind of trash too, because this like toward the end of the essay, like Chloe talks about how he starts dating like another woman like shortly thereafter, and, and like they they got really engaged quickly. and the whole thing. It's her. Yeah, she's the woman. Right. And she also talks about how this woman like also made it her mission to discredit her to her friends, which also makes her trash. Yes, but what if she didn't actually? What if all she was hearing? Is what we heard. The reason that Chris Hardwick hurts, like this hurts, is because we thought he was something. We thought he was one way. We thought he was a nice guy. Right. And I'm sure she also thought, in many respects, that he was a nice guy. Mm-hmm. And a nice guy like that who gets cheated on, like, and all he did was, like, try to bring her up in the cosplay community and, like, made her part of his, like, you know, like brought her brought her on board to work at Nerdist every once in a while. Like how un how despicable this woman is, and we do that as women a lot. Women are not friendly. No, we're to terrible. Women. We're terrible. And I'm not saying we're that terrible that's to one the another. reason. I'm not saying that Lydia is terrible. Is 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 innocent either. But if you you know, we like to victim blame more than anyone else mm-hmm. as women, and. You know, I think she really thought like he was like this baby, this baby bird nerd that she was was going to like, you know, turn into a man for her. And she did. And like all the women who hurt his heart are trash. And if he kept spilling or beating her with my ex is trash because she cheated on me after I did all of this for her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's going to discredit her because we do that and it's not right. Um, I think that we should always be skeptical. <laughs> um, 
but I, but for example, I know for a fact that like my husband is a wonderful man to me, but, but I he was trash, but he was trash. He was absolute trash. I love you so much, honey. Oh my God, I do. But he had his experience. I know your husband had his he experience. He was trash. And, but I, but again, I would not. But even better, he was trash and then he dated trash and was like, oh, oh, and I'm glad. I'm glad. You hear that? I'm glad. But like, I can't, I, I can, I can put myself in her shoes like this much. And by this much, I mean like, I'm literally like, like it's, my fingers are almost touching. If I could put touching. it into like centimeters, it's like one. Yeah. I can give her, I can empathize with the fact that like, you are just fed it certain information and you're in love and you, you know, want to support mm-hmm. your man. But I also think that everything that is said about anyone should always be taken with a grain of salt. And we as women have to be smarter than that. We always, we can't, yeah. we, we have, we're, we're already at an age and we've, we already have too much information to like go out of our way to discredit other women. Mm-hmm. Even if they deserve the discredit, like being discredited, yeah. is that a word? Discredited? Yeah. Discredited, yes. But like we have to make the effort to be like, I don't have the information. I'm not going to speak ill about another woman, even though I heard through the grapevine that such and such happened. You know what I mean? The past is the past, and if you're in a relationship, you move forward, and yeah. you're just thankful that he went through those relationships, quote unquote. Because it led you to be together and have this beautiful relationship. It's not about discrediting that other person. Or whatever. I, I don't know. I uh, I just feel bad because, like, unsubscribing from um, even ID, ID 10T. Oh, you mean idiot? I'm sorry. I refuse to call it that. Yeah, well, whatever. It's just that. a clever way to, like, write out idiot. But, like, unfollowing him on Twitter, like, unfollowing him on Instagram, it hurts. It hurt a lot to say goodbye to like such a big part of our adulthood. Yeah, and I'm and I'm not saying like you know I'm I'm saying goodbye because I don't even like even if let's say everything that is out there is untrue. Let's just say like literally, maybe Chloe is just making it up, and maybe Chloe just wrote a very detailed essay that she dreamt one night, and it happened to like fall onto the lap of this gentleman. Not gentlemen, but on the lap of this man. I just can't, in good conscience, continue to listen. I just can't, like, now I just can't remove the image. And I'd rather turn it off, wait for his, wait for him to be proven guilty or innocent or whatever, and then make my choice. But even so, even if, if even if, it, if he, unless he comes out purely unscathed, I mean, I still don't even think that I would be able to go back. Yeah, no, I'm good. I, you, I'm done with him. And you know, it's like, what, 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 the first thing I wrote to Gabe after all this happened was that he was right. The wow. first thing I wrote to him was he was right because Gabe has had this like unfounded hate. For Chris Hardwick, and I, yeah. and, and I mean, I don't think it was because he could like smell the disgust on him. I think it was because he literally just couldn't, couldn't. stand a, a, a bigger king of the nerds. But he was right. He was. He was. He was absolutely right. He was a part of the reason we didn't even we didn't do the Talking Dead 
because he was so like, I'm not spending my time with that guy. Damn. You're right. You know? He was right. He was right. And, you know. Ugh. Honey, you were right. <sighs> but, yeah. So just like treat people with respect and stuff. And, like, like, don't be a dick. It's so simple. Don't be a don't dick. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Don't be a shitty person. Like, if it helps, think about your mother. Think about your mom. Like, do you really want to put your mom through this type of, like, fucking abuse you're about to, like, let loose on someone else? Or, like, think, of, of course, of the man that would be doing this to your mom. If you think that you would punch that guy in the face for what he's doing to your mom, then don't do it yourself to someone else. Yeah. Just or, like, don't. if you have daughters or, like, even as a woman, like, if you are a shitty partner, period, like, think of what that would mean to your parent, right? Like, if if one of your parents was a, was a shitty partner or to if, them. Or whoever it is that you identify as your, as your like, mentor or parent. Like, if it's your parent, if your it's guardian, your whoever, guardian, whoever, whoever that person whoever is. Whoever you respect and admire to that degree, like, just imagine someone putting them through that. And then just don't be that. Yeah. Don't be that. Be better. Like, seek help. Um, we have so many options and like the fact that these stories keep coming out and it, it's just, it's, it's never ending. It's so unfortunate. Like back to our previous topic, it, it feels the same way. You know, it's like, you feel hopeless to a certain degree because it's like, how, how many of these people exist in my life? Mm-hmm. You know, like you can, for us, like, especially in the Hispanic and the Latinx community, like um machismo is everywhere Mm. and you have shitty men all over because you just do like you see the way that they'll treat your aunt your mom their mother like it's just this like reinforced bad behavior because there's never any repercussions to their actions and all it takes is someone being like not with me and not fucking today yeah we're not doing this like you want to go let's go Let's go. Um, and for me, like, as much as it hurts, he's, Chris Hardwick is canceled. He's done. And I I don't want to identify myself with someone that is just so horrible. Um, and then in that vein, like, if you don't agree with the things that we say, if you don't agree with the way that we feel, you can cancel us too. You know, that's your right. Um, I'm sorry you don't like to be enlightened. (laughs) (laughs) At the end of the day, like... You're right. You know, we're not going to be everybody's cup of tea either. Yeah. Or, like, let's have a conversation. Let's let's see why we disagree, you know. I'm all about discourse, and I'm... I think Ashley and I both, like... We have probably disagreed on a lot of things. Mm. And at the end of the day, like, it's all about the discourse. Like, why do we disagree? Where can we, if we can, like, where can we meet in the middle? You know, especially with something like this, like, we love to victim blame. And we love, like, as women, as as she was saying earlier, like, as women, we are very shitty to other women. Because it's also instilled in us from, like, youth and from childhood, like, oh, like, oh, do we have some mujer que tai? Like, you see that woman over there, like, with the short shorts? She's trash. Yep. You know, like, she's asking for something. 
Mm-hmm. And it's usually like she's asking for the male gaze and all these different things. So you grow up to be a woman yourself and, you know, you either keep on with that like mentality or you shift and you think like, mm, well, no, maybe like homegirl's just in those shorts because she wants to be in those shorts and she enjoys it. And also it's Miami and it's humid and like no one should be wearing pants in this heat. Yeah. Um. And that doesn't mean that you have the right to sexually assault her because she's wearing those shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, and because you have money, it doesn't give you the right to be an abuser. Um, if like if you, It's one of those things, like, if you want to put your money where your mouth is, then be a better person and, like, donate that money to charity. Put in the work. Like, like pay it forward, you know, because you came from nothing. Mm-hmm. So give it to someone. Yeah. It's not to say that he hasn't, but it's kind of like, you know, like, do more good. Be better. Um, and I think, like, at the end of the day, it's our responsibility to be better. And for myself, it's like, yeah, I come from that upbringing of, like, you know, you don't wear shorts and you don't wear short skirts. And, like, your boobs should never be out and you never bare your stomach. To this day, I don't show my belly button to anyone. Maybe if, like, I'm at a two-piece in the beach and I'm, like, I'm not even laying on my back. I'm laying on my stomach. Um... And it's, like, it's a mindset that needs to change, man. And we need to, like, raise better people. We do. And be less shitty to one another. And take these stories seriously. And hold people to a standard. Yeah. Like, hold people accountable and hold them to a standard. And and that goes across the board. Mm -hmm. You know, our partners, our friends, our colleagues, our representatives, our, you know, the, the whole scope of things. Because we have to... We... We are already, we're living in this existence, but we're, we're supposed to be enlightened and smarter people. So we need to be able to practice what we preach. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things, like, again, it goes beyond like party lines. I don't care how you identify politically. Mm -hmm. We should still be better people. And a lot of the things that are happening present day are things that shouldn't be happening that can be avoided. And it. It just means that we need to do a better job at working together and understanding one another. And I'm not asking for world peace because I myself think that it is a silly idea because we will never be at 100% like kumbaya. But if there are things we can do to just better that and communicate accordingly, yeah. we can probably have a better world, people. like You really could, guys. Discourse can go a long way, believe it or not. And, you know, like, after the discourse, like, put your words into action. Yeah. I really hope that, I mean, as canceled as he is, I hope that instead of, like, hiding under his bed and, like, Which is what waiting he's doing. for the wave, like, the tsunami to stop hitting so he can come out from under the bed and be like, oh, is it safe to come out? I really hope that he is... I I really do wish that he and all of these other men that are like being put, you know, being put to the fire actively, you know, feel disgusted and want to make it make a difference Mm -hmm. because we do terrible things as people, but we have choices in our lives. Mm -hmm. And if he is really the person that I hoped him hoped he would be, and I'm sure that his wife hoped him to be and that his mother would hope that he was. Like, he wouldn't take this laying down and inst- and would, yes, put into action and maybe 
you know, donate to a good cause, volunteer his time, like allow himself to be put, you know, on the, on in, in front of the firing squad, become burying gifts. Like go to therapy. Yeah. Like go to therapy, put come in up the with work. a plan and the plan shouldn't be what your PR people may be asking you to do, which is like hide out in your mansion and wait for some other big topic to continue to being around. unrelatable. Yeah. Like, he should he should feel disgusted by all of this mm-hmm. to such a degree that he's like, no, I can't lay down. I, I I can't just wait for this to stop. Even if his career is ruined, he might as well go out with a bang. And, and by the bang, I mean, like, make an effort to, like, I don't know, give to a women's shelter and, like, apologize or, like, write a fucking letter. Or- Since you said that, I thought that it was... I thought, I thought it was very interesting um, how in her postscript, in her PS, in the essay, how she was like, you know, maybe we would just be in a different space altogether had he apologized. And it's like what what really pisses me off is that we as women also hold ourselves to such a small degree of humanity that we are like, you know what? Like all of this could have been made better with an apology. Not no, like not have been made not like, he just apologized. Not like not like oh, maybe it would have been better had he just been a decent human fucking being, right? No, she's just kind of like it's something so simple as like had he a- apologized, maybe I wouldn't have felt that like maybe I would have felt some type of closure right. from this like part of my life. Um, and at the end of the day for me, I'm kind of like like I'm sorry that this happened to you and that you never got the closure that you deserve. But I am so thankful that you came forward. Mm-hmm. You get me? Because at the end of the day, I feel like people would have still kept him on such a fucking pedestal. Mm-hmm. We would have kept him on such a pedestal yeah. that like there would be a woman or maybe even women walking on this earth knowing full well what a, what garbage he really is. And that probably holds truth to a lot of other people we hold um, we hold to such a degree. Yeah, the more that these come out, the more I know that, like, my heart is going to continue to sink. <laughs> but, you know, if it, if, it, if it does any good and it, like, brings awareness to the people that we actually are close enough to. Yeah. Um, people who really do affect our day-to-day. Like, Chris Hardwick does not affect my day-to-day. At all. <laughs> Like, Bill Cosby does not affect my day-to-day. This Brock guy... Oh, fuck that. ...doesn't affect my day-to-day. The judge doesn't affect my day-to-day. The judge doesn't affect my day-to-day. But they affect the day-to-day to to so many other Mm -hmm. women and so many other people in general, like, gender aside. Um, Because while while a lot of these victims have been women... There are still people in their families that have to keep them together. Mm-hmm. And those people are just as strong as they are. Because I can't imagine what life must be like for the parents of the girl that Brock that Brock Turner um, raped. I can't imagine what life must be like for the families of the women that Bill Cosby raped. You know, like... There are still people behind all of them, and they are just as strong. 
and they deserve our support and applause just like these women do because it's not it's not easy to like decide when you're when you decide to come public come come out publicly with these things just like when a when any of any of us average women are sexually assaulted that you know you you know how much you're risking by just going to the police and sometimes you might get lucky and have you know a wonderful police officer or a police department that like not just believes your story but handles you with respect and is sensitive to what you've just gone through um in many cases that is not the case in many cases you are not believed um the rape kit is not even like um you're not you're not even given like a rape kit like how is it that these are the times we live in you know like because shit like that is still happening yeah. and it's like it goes back if we want a better place we need to do better and we need to be better and we need to speak with each other and respect each other and like not be a dick yeah you know maybe that's what we should call this episode don't be a dick don't be a dick I, I want to call it something like, um, what was it? Don't be a menace while drinking juice. <laughs> <laughs> while drinking gin and juice. No, I think no. it's while drinking juice. While uh. drinking juice on the... Let's see. What does Google say? Oh, God. We're terrible. We're so bad. Oh, God. Don't what is... us. Don't be a menace. Don't be a menace, while, don't be a menace on South Central, South Central while drinking your juice, juice in the hood. There we go. Could and they I'm, have had a longer title, but that was a great movie. It was terrible, but it was a great movie. Um, well, on that note. We'll end it after this positive thing. So two positive things. The first. Um, so while all this shit is happening in Hollywood and in the United States, you know, there is a little glimmer of, like, hope and insight. Um, and light up this at the end of this very dark tunnel, which is, you know, today, like there was a whole story that was released about Amy Adams, um, while she was filming her show that's coming out for HBO. Mm-hmm. And she talked about how like her stand in, um, she noticed that she had been treated like disrespectfully. Um, people were just kind of taking advantage of the fact that they could just do whatever they wanted with her on set because, she wasn't Amy Adams, so she probably wasn't going to say anything about it. And at some point, they mat. I want to. I'm going to say manhandled yeah. because that's basically what it was. I don't know if the person that did it is male or not, but basically, like they manhandled Amy Adams, and she was like, "Well, they manhandled her, thinking she was the thinking double. that she was yeah that she was a double. Sorry, that she was a double, and she was basically like." oh, wait a minute, is this how you're treating this other person? Rebecca, I think, is her name. Is this how you're treating Rebecca? Oh, no, 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 no. Not here. Not anymore and not on my watch. And I was like, thank you for that. Thank you for that because I I don't know how how often it is that, like, you know, people in her position are able to do that. Um, And I think she's also, like, a producer on the show, which I think also gave her, like, that added, like, um, thing. To be fair, her name is Reb. Reb. It might be Rebecca, oh, but she goes by Reb. She goes by Reb. Yeah. Um, and then the other, like, positive thing is that 
Pixar named two new CEOs. Yes, they did. Which are, I think it's Pete Docter mm-hmm. and Jennifer Lee. Yep. Um, they are now CEOs because, you know, earlier this year, the whole story came out about how John Lasseter is also an abuser. And he is no longer there, thank God. Yeah. And now we have these... Two new CEOs, and I'm really excited about it. Yeah, no, and they're they seem quite lovely. They're they're yeah. they're being. I mean, uh, what's her name? Miss Jennifer Lee. Jennifer Lee. Lee was the writer of Inside Out, which is one of yeah. the most beautiful films. No, and she they, was the writer of No Mentira of Frozen. Yeah, she wrote Frozen, and he wrote Inside Out. Yeah, I think he also directed Inside Out. Possibly, yeah, because usually the writers do direct. Oh, he was a writer for Up. And Up. Like, (laughs) to have these two incredible, you know, creative spirits, you know, really take the helm of of Pixar, which I totally love, is just wonderful. And the fact that one of them happens to be a woman is just, it just tickles me. It's, it's, we, you know, there's a, there's a revolution coming. I know. I'm excited. I'm so excited. I ready. Yeah. So this is our uh, very heavy episode. Yeah, guys. Thank you for sitting through it. I mean, if you made we it this really far, appreciate like, it. Bravo. I mean, I guess like episode nine will be a little bit more uplifting, but we just kind of like, since we hadn't seen each other and we haven't really discussed like a lot of these things, um, we kind of felt that it would, it's appropriate to, to discuss it. Yeah. Um, and we have this forum mm-hmm. and we, it should be discussed. So, we invite you into our conversation and, you know, ask questions. And it's one of those things where, like, if you don't disagree, if you don't agree with us or if you disagree with us, um, let us know and let us know why. And Yeah. Um, Change my mind. Yeah. Or at least inform me. Yeah. Inform me. And maybe we, we should be mind. a little bit more educated and. You know, we've been talking a lot tonight about having empathy and sympathy, and I think these are the times where we should put these skills into into use. Yeah. So, like, you know where to find us. You can find us at Baby Lambs Podcast on. Uh, well, yeah, maybe we're gonna, it's going to go through like the spiel blah, right blah, after blah, this episode. Blah, blah, blah. So just find us, and uh, yeah, next episode will probably be a little bit more uplifting. We'll probably talk about our true crime. Maybe maybe we'll actually talk about dicks. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we did today. Hey. Staying on brand. Staying on brand. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. On brand. On brand. Thank you, guys. And uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Baby Lambs Podcast. Artwork was provided by Janabelle Art. You can follow her on all of her social medias. She's on Instagram and Facebook. And you can follow us on Instagram via our handle at Baby Lambs Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Baby Lambs PCast or Baby Lambs Podcast. You can find us now on iTunes and Google Play yeah, yeah. and even on CastBox, which is actually a really cool app. Also by finding us via our handle Baby Lambs Podcast. Or by visiting our website at babylambspodcast.com. Thanks again for listening.